You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Jerry Slusowitz, who is principal at Pacific Financial Planners, LLC, is our first guest today. And this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club of Costa Mesa. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. If you're listening to the program today expecting to hear my interview with Eve Yen, owner and president of Diamond Wipes, well, just stay tuned. She'll be our second guest. She'll be on the show a little bit later. Jerry, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Rick. Appreciate you having me here today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Like, what's your professional experience? What what have you done up to this point in your career, Jerry? Well, uh, today's kind of a special day, and that's why I'm really glad you have me here today. June 18th, 1994, 19, sorry, 2004. I've got to get my years right. Ten years ago today, I started Pacific Financial Planners. Congratulations. Yeah. Yay. Ten years ago today. You made it to ten years. I did. You know, a, lot hard, of, a lot of businesses, yeah. as you know, don't yeah. make it. They don't 90, make it past the first year. 96% of all businesses fail in the first ten years. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess, you know, hopefully we make it to tomorrow. So, okay. But, yeah, before that, I was with some of the major wirehouses, Wachovia Securities and uh, Smith Barney Shearson, which is now part of Morgan Stanley. Okay. For about 16 years before that is basically 27 years in the business altogether. So what do you do now? Tell me about your firm. What is it that Pacific Financial Planners LLC does, and what makes you different than other companies in your space? Well, one of the things that makes me different is communication. A lot of the knocks on financial advisors, you never hear from them. You can't talk to them. They're, they're too busy to take your call. Well, one of the things I do, like yourself, Rick, is I do a radio program. So you know, I'm on Five six days a week. That's you know available you know, during Monday through Friday in okay. the mornings on the weekends. I also write for thestreet.com. Uh, I do a blog, so I've got plenty of information for my clients to know what I'm thinking in my head as I manage their money. I think that that's really important is excellent communication for the clients to say, does my financial advisor know what he's talking about? Or do I agree with what he's thinking right now in this type of environment? Because it is a pretty scary environment that we're in, even though the market keeps hitting all-time highs over and over and over. People have a lot of fear out there. Why is that? Well, I think part of it is is the the government solved the debt problem by creating more debt. And, uh, you know, we had the real estate bubble back in 2007, 2008, where a lot of individuals had money and the banks made the loans and they were packaging the loans, selling them to a lot of the insurance companies and financial companies and things like that. Too big to fail. And, yeah. But, you know, the too big to fail, the big four, if you will, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, and Citibank, they owned 45% of the market back in 2007. You know what they are now, Rick? 35% of the market. Because when they got the bailouts, a lot of the smaller banks that couldn't hang on, they said, go buy them. 
like Wells Fargo. They bought Wachovia Securities, Bank America. They own Merrill Lynch. A lot of people, right. hear, you know, they still keep that branded separately because they're hoping to get spun off at some point in time. But they're part of the big banks. So people. So have, I thought the percentage would have gone up instead of going down. The percentage of, of banking done by the big banks is now 35% compared to 25%. Oh, 25%. So, okay. so, so too they big did, to they, fail means yeah. they're much, much bigger right. now. It's worse. Than they were We've then. concentrated it even more. It's concentrated even more. But, you know, when you look at other countries, Germany, Canada, you know, other countries that are, you know, supposedly democratic like us, you know, they have huge banks. There's, there, we don't have the fractional banking that we have. We have like 1,800 banks in right. America. A lot of community banks. Yeah. So, but, but they have become bigger by buying those community banks. So there's a lot of people that are concerned that the Fed, with this quantitative easing, printing money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that that's necessarily, uh, you know, not necessarily a good thing, could be a bad thing uh, when they have to try to unload those bonds that they bought because right. they're buying 65, 75% of all the bonds that are created. But right. I don't quite see it that way. Okay. Um, I really don't. I, there's a few things that can happen. Is One, they're going to hold the bonds to maturity. There's no reason for them to ever unwind. It's their own bonds. It's their own bonds. They get to hold the money. They created the <laughs> they money. They know if they're going to pay themselves. <laughs> well, exactly. They didn't find the money in the couch. They printed it out of thin air, and now the taxpayers are on the hook to own money. You know, one good thing that can happen, I don't know if this will, but the, the best thing that could ever happen is some point down the road is they say, we're going to tear these bonds up, and we're going to forgive the debt, because they never was the money there to begin with oh. to buy it. Hey, that's heresy. Uh, you know, for the central banks, it's heresy, it but is. for everybody else. But, okay. but, Rick, you asked me what makes me different. Yeah, what makes you different? The biggest thing is a lot of financial advisors, financial planners, money managers, they talk about investing for the long term. Rick, everyone invests for the long term. You either run out of money or you die. That's when you, you know long term is over. But that doesn't mean you have to hold for the long term. In investments, all the power is not in trying to make something going up or predict the future. All the power is in controlling the risk. And I consider myself a risk manager. Does that mean you're conservative then? Defensive would be a better term. Okay. Because you could be conservative, moderate, or aggressive, but you should be defensive. Okay. And what that means is that whenever you buy anything, it's not what you buy that makes the money. It's when you sell. Mm. I'll give you an example, Rick. You buy something at $25. I can give you a great example client uh, owned EMC at one point in time when I took over sure. their account. I said, put a stop loss. The stock was around $117 a share. This is back in the late 90s. Technology company. We had the dot-com bubble burst, oh, yeah. right? They were a high runner, high yeah. flyer, too. 117 I told him put the stop at 100 He said, no, I, can't. I have to pay taxes. He wouldn't put it. He didn't want to listen to me. Stock went down to 10 I said, hey, I got good news for you. You could sell it at 10 and get a tax <laughs> write loss. <laughs> exactly. But, so was it a good investment or a bad investment when he bought a $25 stock that went to 117 and then to 10 It was good for a while. Right. So it's all in the sell. It is. And most financial advisors talk about buy and hold. And buy and hold really just doesn't work. Okay. They're missing a big yeah, piece of the pie. This is we're talking about money management as opposed to financial planning. Right. But when it comes to money management, it's always important that when you buy, you should always have a safety net and a predetermined exit strategy before you put your money on the table. So take the emotion out of it and make an intellectual decision is what you're saying. Well, I mean, it's your money. I mean, isn't intellectual decisions how you run a business? You talk to all the CEOs. Every single one of them has a business plan. But when it comes to money, here, let's buy this, and we'll see what happens. Right. I think it's going to go up. And even more crazy is let's buy more when it goes down. I mean, what I would dollar say... Dollar cost averaging. Uh, yeah. You know what they originally meant for dollar cost averaging? It was called pyramiding. You only dollar cost average when they go up like the Great Pyramids of Egypt. You have a base, it goes a little higher, you buy more. It goes a little higher, you buy a little bit more. It's called pyramiding. You buy on the way up. 
when you buy on the way down, you know what that's called? My mom taught me this when I was very young. It's called throwing good money after, after bad. bad. Okay. How'd that work out for Enron? How'd that work out for General Motors, for all the people who own General Motors for 90 years? You bought it for 90 years, and guess what happened at the end of 2008, 2009? You lost all your money. Look, the only thing certain in life is change, right, and taxes. But in the constant change, why is it we change everything about our lives and we change our our clothes, our cars, our you know wives many times. Never, you know, not me. But anyways, in, in the situation, no one in this room would do that. <laughs> in, in in the end of the situation, when it comes to money, they say, "Well, let's just hold on." Uh-huh. If if someone sold me a stock at fifty or a mutual fund at fifty, and it went down to thirty, and they said to buy more, I'd say, "Well, geez, why would I do that?" Well, because it's going to go back up. And I said, "Well, you know, if you knew it was going to go back up, why'd you tell me to buy it at fifty? You should have said, "Well, why don't you wait? I got a great stock that's going to be thirty down the road. Uh-huh. Buy it when then it hits thirty. Right. See, they were wrong on their premise. They got ego in the way. Ego is never a good way to invest. It's never a way to run any business. What you want to do is, like you said, use your head, make an intelligent decision, take your heart, take your emotion out of it, and manage the risk because that's where all the power is. Is this the type of show you do when you're doing your radio show during the week? Is yeah. it, if, it's, if people are listening to it now and they go, hey, that Jerry, he's interesting. I like him. I can learn from him. Would they be getting the same type of Jerry when they would listen to your radio show? Sure. And a little bit more specifics about what happened today. You know, today we were talking about, the, you know, the bank, Janet Yellen, uh, Federal Reserve Bank, and what they were going to say in her speech and how much they were going to taper. So you were on the air before she had her speech. Yeah. So, but you knew what she was going to say. Well, you know, I was thinking that there was a chance they might taper fifteen billion, but you know, ten ten was the was okay. the given number. We knew she was going to do ten. So, that was yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, there, there's financial planning, and then there's money management. We kind of throw a mix of both. Financial okay. planning has more to do with, you know, setting the goals and how you get there and those type of things. But okay. you know, there's money management is topical of the day. So we're talking with Jerry Slusewitz. He is principal at Pacific Financial Planners LLC and also radio show host for how many years now? You've been doing a show. Twelve years. Twelve years. Look at that. We're going to take our first commercial break here. On critical mass radio show don't go anywhere because when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about his advice for ceos and business leaders of middle market companies so stay tuned we'll be right back commercial bank of california or cbc is a well-funded full-service bank located in the heart of orange county When it comes to safety and stability, CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willie of Fidelity National Financial to name a few. In short, we're a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member FDIC. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? 
At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Jerry Slusowitz, who is principal at Pacific Financial Planners, LLC, is our first guest today. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live, of course, here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net, or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Jerry, before the break, I was going to ask you, told told the audience I was going to ask you, how do you help CEOs and business leaders of middle market companies manage their portfolio? I mean, what do you... What do they need to know to avoid risk and capitalize on opportunities? My experience is many of them who are the owners of the business are way overweighted in investing in themselves. In other words, a lot of their personal wealth is tied up in the business. How do you help them to diversify? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily diversifying because owning your own business is is a good thing as long as your business is is successful. But the point is, is that there's a lot of things that they can do to create financial plans. This is more instead of the money management, they're managing the money through their business, etc. But a lot of them, they have partners. Okay, You have two partners, three partners, four partners. They go into business. And they fail to have simple things like a buy-sell agreement and buy-sell insurance. Now, we all think we're going to live forever, Rick. I know you will. But the point is, is that in the end, we're all going to pass some sooner than others. And if you don't have a plan for what if one of my partners dies, how am I going to buy them out of the business? Right. They get a divorce. The wife wants half. The ex-wife wants half. How are we going to or buy husband. them out of the business? Or ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah, ex-husband. I don't mean to be sexist, of course. Forty percent of our listening audience are females. Mm, that's there a great you, thing. You yeah, and you know, women actually control more money than than men when it comes to financial planning. Hallelujah. Yeah, they they make more of the financial decisions more so than men. So, okay, so no buy doubt. sell agreement with yeah. insurance to fund it. Yeah, and again, a lot of companies um, 
they have a hard time retaining good employees. You know, it's a, it, it, now it's maybe a, a little it's bit more difficult. It's picking back up. I hear yeah. in our CEO peer group, Correct. people are losing. That's yeah. your shit is starting again. In a good economy, you know, it's tough to keep good employees. Right. So simple things like offering a retirement plan. You don't necessarily have to do matching, but you have to have a retirement plan. People need to pay themselves first. Participating in a 401k plan or some sort of a retirement plan, there's all kinds of different ones out there. It's very, very important for companies to offer their employees to retain good employees. And if you have key employees, you're a technology company, and you've got one or two really smart you know, brain trust type people, you know, key man insurance, very valuable. It's kind of like a golden handcuff. It's a, it's a a benefit to them, but it's a benefit to you as a business owner to offer those type of perks for your, for your people who could really do damage if you lost them. Why do you think Jerry people, CEOs of middle market companies don't take advantage of these policies and have these insurance programs in place? They're too busy. They're just busy trying to get through their day, operating it. Where's the next sale coming from? What's the next product? They've got the government breathing down their neck in terms of you know liabilities and, and rules and regulations and things like that. And they just get caught up in managing the day-to-day versus looking at the big picture. And speaking of the big picture, the last thing, Rick. Yes. Is the exit strategy. What are you really doing this for? Why do you have your business? Oh, to make money. I enjoy it. It's my passion. Yada, yada, yada. It's a family business. All great. Right. right? But I don't care how old you are. You've got to start planning for the exit. When are you going to leave and how are you going to leave? Are you going to leave it to your children? How are they going to pay you out? How are you going to cash this thing out? Are you going to sell it to somebody, to employees? What are you going to do with this company down the road? And you need to really start planning that very early on. Right. Because you said sell it to your employees. ESOP programs take a number of years to really kind of fully vest. So, And it's, it takes a while to set it up, right? Because you have a lot of... You have to thread the needle to yeah. be able to get a, an ESOP program put in place. So those four main things are, are, are things we can help. And a lot of companies have these things in place. Okay. And it's just like retirement planning. When do you plan to retire? Well, you know, before you retired. Some people, it's really comical. I had a guy, 64 years old, tell me he wants to retire next year. He wants to start retirement planning. I'm thinking to myself, geez, can you imagine that? I mean, can you imagine if it was a month away from your wedding? Hey, let's plan a wedding. Yeah. You know, you got to start when you're young. you got to start early. And you continue to plan for your retirement through retirement. Well, these these same with these exit strategies. you got to start these things way early and right. plan it all the way through. There's a lot of moving parts. So right. the earlier, the better. Especially since it's such a large part of their personal wealth. They have to manage that asset properly, right? Not leave money on the table. Correct. And I I saw many business owners who thought they were going to retire, but the recession slowed down their retirement plan because of a variety of reasons. But now it's time to re-energize that concept, right? Because the economy is improving. It is going to continue to improve, I predict. Rick Franzi, not Jerry Zluzowitz. No, I'm with you. Who's principal at Pacific Financial Planners. Okay, so we have about three minutes left, Jerry. Yeah, tell me about the future for your business. Uh, you've told us about how you what you can do to help CEOs of middle market companies. How are you growing and expanding Pacific Financial Planners? If you are growing and expanding financial planners, you may you may be satisfied at the level that it's at. Well, I'll tell you, everybody, if you're not expanding, if you're not growing, you're falling behind. I believe in that, uh, okay. that principle that okay. you, you need to grow. And uh, I'll say that the uh, 
the financial hit that a lot of us took, you know, the economy, housing, real estate, et cetera, and a lot of businesses got affected. And from the 2007, 2009, did affect the business. And it did shrink to some degree uh, because of that. Because a lot of people that, you know, had some money needed to, you know, bail out their children, their grandchildren, buy their house. They wanted to pay cash, whatever. So there, there was a, there was a slowdown in the market economy. But I think things are picking back up. But it comes back down to uh, having goals for long term. And one of the things I do, Rick, is I do financial education. There's a group called Society of Financial Awareness out of San Diego. They want to stamp out financial literacy. I've been doing radio. I do a lot of public speaking. I go to corporations and speak to the employees of corporations. About what? About investments, about financial planning, uh, you know, financial fitness, uh, okay. uh, the, the the keys for successful retirement, uh, the five financial blunders that uh, to avoid. I mean, there's all kinds of different <laughs> yeah. topics out there. You, you know, they seem don't like you'd be really good in the front of the room. Too. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm better than that on the radio. Even though my f- wife said I have a face for radio, but there's no real class. You think about high school, think about right. college. They don't really teach right. this stuff. Just right. the basic thing: the pay yourself first. As I said, people go, well, "How do you?" save money. Well, you pay yourself first. We pay our bills, we pay our mortgage, we pay everything off, and then we see what's left. No, write the check to yourself first, then pay everything else off. Make yourself more important. Guess what? You start having savings and investments and retirement plans. So if there are CEOs of middle market companies in Southern California who might want to have you come in and give a talk to educate their workforce or maybe want to talk to you about financial and wealth management strategies, how do they find you online? What's your website? Uh, well, I've, my radio show is Your Money Talks, okay. so I made it real easy, yourmoneytalks.com. All right. One word. Yeah, it's all on there. It's free for the employees. It's free for the company. I've got the flyers. I've got a whole series of topics that they can choose from. All they need to do is provide a, a room. You know, so a lot of times it's over lunch, a lunch room or a uh-huh. conference room, and I'll do all the work. Okay. And then if there are CEOs and business owners who would like to talk to you about their own key man insurance or maybe buy-sell agreements, that type of financial instruments, how do they contact you? So the same website? Yeah, the website, I have a toll-free number, works all over the place, 800-449-9501. Well, you can hear that radio voice coming out, can't you, huh? This guy's a superstar. We've got multi, multi-talented, international wealth manager and financial advisor extraordinaire here on the program. This has really been fun. It's gone way too fast. Way too fast. I really appreciate you having me on, though, today, Rick. Thank uh, you very much. My pleasure, Jerry Slusowitz. We'll have to have you back and do some of the other questions that Crystal worked so hard to develop that we never got to. Shame on her and shame on us. For But there's a lot of good content that we're going to come back to sometime in the future when Jerry comes back on the show. As I said, if you're waiting for our, my interview with Eve Yen, owner and president of Diamond Wipes, don't stay tuned for about three minutes after the commercial break. She will be sitting in the chair and be our second guest on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, 
Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. EVN, founder and owner of Diamond Wipes, is our guest during this program. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. If you'd like to learn more about advertising on Critical Mass radio shows, contact Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. All of our shows can be found on our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Eve, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's really nice to have you here. Tell us a little bit about your professional background. I know you're the founder and the owner of your company, but what did you do leading up to that, and what was the inspiration for starting Diamond Wipes? Oh, great. 
So I was born in Taiwan, and my college graduate was uh, industrial management. So I've been doing personnel managers and quality control managers, etc. Uh-huh. So I got married. I have a job. Um, 1994, uh, my daughter was around high school, junior high, and I decided to bring my older and younger daughter over here for high school. Oh, 1994. Yeah, 1994. That 20 was years 20 ago. years ago. Yeah. Yes, wow. this year is our 20-year anniversary. <laughs> We're very happy. Yeah, congratulations. S- thank you. So I said, okay, I, I took a tour to to view the all the schools, but I did not want her to be in the boarding school. I want to stay with her. So I talked to my husband. I said, let me go there and try it. So my husband said, sure. So he supported me, and I brought daughter, my daughter, two daughters over here, and I said, I have to do something, right? So at that time, I knew a product called disposable hot towel that you can microwave it for, for five seconds and become a, a sushi bar hot towel. It's a roll, very thick, deluxe uh, disposable towel. Okay. So I said, I don't know how to make it. I, I reach out to the manufacturer of machines, uh, machinery company, and I learned how to do it. I bought one machine and uh. started from garage. And I basically sold sell it uh, ever since 1994. And the machine arrived on 95. January, we, we, we start running it. And January of 95? Yes. How did you know there was a need for that type of towel? Oh, here? when I was here, I went to a, a Chinese uh, restaurant and Japanese sushi bars. Okay. They always give you a linen towel. And when right. you when when you you go home and you clean up your hands, and that's a tradition in Asia. Whenever we have a guest come over, they give you a hot towel for you to clean up, refreshing, and then sit down, and we start have teas or uh-huh. dessert, you know, okay, etc. But uh, here, only the sushi restaurant or the uh, seafood restaurant was using it, and it's a rental. So. The product, I did a small uh, research. Mm-hmm. In, just in Southern California, there are over 3,000 Chinese restaurants. And they're all using the rental service from the linen rentals uh, service. Okay. Each towel costs them about $0.07. Cents, and then there's a loss charges, you know, and it's not quite clean, etc. So I said, wow, if I can go in there with 3 to $0.05, cents, you know, depending on size and quantity, we should have a winner. Were so, you an entrepreneur before you came to the U.S.? I I don't know. I worked for the, my job before I got married was to be a government employee, sit there happily, <laughs> <laughs> raise my kids. Yeah, I have right. a lot of spare time. Uh-huh. You know, that was my oh. dream job before. And I, I didn't even know I can do this until I came out here. Wow. That's a that's a very inspiring story, Eve. So So let's now talk about diamond wipes. Okay. From that beginning, where are you now? What is the company today? So 20 years later now, we have two manufacturing facilities, one in Chino, California, one in Ohio. We go from... Can I ask you why Ohio? Well, one of our similar competitors was bailing out. Okay. And they have a facility oh. just right for us at the very, very affordable price. Okay. So we took that opportunity because there are two reasons why we need an East Coast operation. One is to separate the risk. So if sure. you know if there's an earthquake or something, right. you know, knock on wood, that we will have a, a separate operation. And another one is on the green base. I'm very green conscious uh, in mind. Uh-huh. So my thinking is I want to ship the product to my customer the shorter distance, saving freight and lead time. 
So right. that's why they choose to set up the manufacturer here in, in USA. Otherwise, everybody imported, right? Right. So we set up manufacturer here in California, and then East Coast has a lot of populations. Right. And so we set that up, and for East Coast, and that facility has been benefit us because when we were moving our facility here, Ohio keep running it and supply us. It's nice to have yeah. more than one mm-hmm. manufacturing facility, isn't it? So I interrupted you. You were saying that you have Chino and you have a plant in mm, Ohio. Ohio. So continue to describe Diamond yes. Wipes today. And so we started from one item with the sushi bar, uh, simple wipes. Now we have over 2,000 different SKUs. Really? Yeah, we have wipes to cover personal care, uh, counter care, household care, pets care, uh, cosmetic wipes, um, hospitals, etc. It, it seems go like on, that. On, it on. seems like that industry has really evolved over the last twenty yes. years. And maybe Diamond exactly. Wipes was helping to advance the exactly. application of disposable wipes, etc. Exactly. In these different applications. Exactly. That's exactly what you were saying. Because when we started, nobody knew about wipes. So right. I had to go out and do fourteen trade shows. You have to know. At that time, there was no email, no internet, <laughs> no website, no website, yeah. no right. no cell phone. We were using a no social media. We were using a beeper, beep <laughs> call. So when it, whenever I heard the beeping, I have to go find a pay phone. Oh my goodness! And punch in my home phone number and then dial the number or something. Right. So that was very ancient time for nowadays audience. Okay. So yes, we do grow by uh, grow by educating consumers and now if you go to any supermarket or retailers they actually have a wipes as a category now okay. used to be wipes that was separate into every 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 category are you a b2b b2c business How we do, we do both but do both. Uh, more b2b than okay. b2c so we have we sell the restaurant wipes into the restaurant hospital hotels etc and then we also do a lot of contract packagings for a lot of major brand names that we can tell um, that we cannot release the information but right. usually if you go to Whole Foods or the State of Brothers or, or those uh, stores you sometimes see a lot of our product there but you don't know it's from right. us okay yeah. so I'm talking with Evian she is founder and owner of our company Diamond Wipes we've gotten the history her background to where Diamond Wipes is today you said something Eve that I wanted to ask another question about and you said you're green conscious you're mm-hmm. sensitive to the environment yes and, and can you Help me to understand, in addition to reducing your carbon footprint by the plant in Ohio, are there other things that you've done either with the product or with the company that kind of further that cause? It almost sounds like your product is a green product, the the disposable wipes. Yeah, well, it's a little bit contrary because disposable means you have to take the product, use it, and dump it rather than recycle and reuse, right? Okay. So what we did is we use a biodegradable material. So when you you know toss it, it, it would be more environmental friendly. Right. And all packaging. How about your packaging? Uh, packaging is difficult because is it? yeah, it's plastic. Uh, the plastic that you can recycle. But some of the material you can't. Okay. However, we did put up our solar pa- panels on our California facility. Nice. So we spent a great deal of, of money. We have over 3,000 panels uh-huh. on the rooftop. Wow. And 86% of California power uh, plant power was was generated by solar, okay. by the sun. Okay. Um, 
Sun-generated power is very common for us. When I came from Taiwan, we always have that as our heater panels, that the hot water come from the, the sun power right. when I grew up. So here, I look at the California sunshine, and nobody using it. Right. Why? It's going to waste. Yes. So we set it up a few years ago when we bought our, f- our facility in Chino. I see. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you own your building? Yes. Wow. Now we own our building. In Ohio? Uh, Ohio, too, yes. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, and how many people do you employ? We have uh, over 150 wow. yeah, formal employees starting from two until now, and we had one machine. Now we have over 100 machineries. We produce 86 cases the, the, the first month and when we started. Now we're producing over 2 million wipes per day. Oh, that boggles yeah. the mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wow. quite interesting to see that. Yeah, I would think, yes. Um, okay, so I want to ask you, uh, a little bit about your philosophy for business, because mm-hmm. y- you're obviously you're you're an inspiration to w- women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You're an inspiration to people who are new to the country mm-hmm. who want to be successful. Mm-hmm. I, I I see a lot of people that would look up to you and the success that you've had. Obviously, your daughters and your family mm-hmm. as well. What is your guiding principle? What's your philosophy of all the things you've learned, even how you've built your business? Is there an overarching kind of belief system that you have for how you're leading and growing Diamond Wives? What's your priorities as the owner of the company? Mm. That's a very good question. I think overall, if I want to describe how I feel, I think caring or care is should be coming back to the core of it. We care for the environment, so we use solar power. We, you know, we, we care for landfill, so we use biodegradable cloth. We have natural ingredients, but one thing that I care the most, I get, I guess, is people. So from day one, uh, when we have two employees, we'll cover the health care, hundred percent. From day one. From day one. At that time, day one, my machine run probably five hours per week. Um, you know, but I, I have two full-time uh, operator. Right. I never let them go. They just stay there and they polish the machine like my Mercedes. Right? Um, so I believe if you pay them and give them a, a, no worries about about where's my paycheck next sure. week, they're fo- more focused on that. So from day one, we covered the health care. Until today, we still cover the whole uh, company's health care, you know, 80% of it. So how care, was, care is what we think. How was your business? We have about a minute left before our next commercial break. How was the recession on your business? Did it affect your business, or were you able to continue to grow and the industries that you were in, healthcare, et cetera, restaurants, they were, they were still there? Did you um, have to do anything different during the recession? I did a lot of things differently. I can uh, talk later okay. uh, after the break, sure. but uh, we, we do not feel any recession. Every year we grow. Wow. Yeah. What a great story. Oh, we're lucky to have you here talking. I'm talking with EVN. She is the founder and owner of Diamond Wipes. We're going to be back with a follow-up to that question, as well as a couple other questions that we have here for her on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. 
No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, EBN, founder and owner of Diamond Wipes, is our guest during this segment. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,000 shows during the last 30 days, and we here at the radio show really appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows, of course, can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and many other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Eve, while we were off the air, you mentioned that you'd recently been recognized by Ernst & Young. So could you tell us a little bit about the nomination and then how the dinner and the award ceremony went? Oh, okay, great. Thanks. So it was very honor for me to get nominated by somebody that I didn't know. Uh, They just said, your story is incredible. So Union Bank nominated me. Um, and I went to to face with 10 different judges, uh, telling them my story. It's a very yeah. lengthy process and very in-depth. They, you know, Ernst & Young really invest their time and money in there. Um, so when I was made to semi-final list, I was, oh, okay. And then I was made it to final list. I was really surprised. But I knew I won't win, you know, so we just told everybody else, we're too small. Uh-huh. Um, so we went there, and it was a beautiful gala. It was just like two weeks, a few weeks ago. Right, at the St. Regis, right? That's right, right. that's it's right. beautiful and property. I, you know, we have 10 employees representing sales, operation, and finance department there. And my husband, my two daughters, and my husband was dragging by me and said, ah, you know, I don't want to go. We won't win. <laughs> he is a very shy, shy, Aww. always behind me, support uh-huh. me a lot. So we went there, and uh, all the big companies, they're all so big. That in our category, I was in the uh, manufacturing, manufacturing category. Right. 
And the two, the other two company, one is very, very high tech. The other one is global public company, billion dollars. So I know we won't win. And so when they call my name, I was like, "What? Wow. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> not possible." Yeah. Uh, Had you prepared something to say? No, oh. no really, I really did. Those are the was, best talks when people get yeah, up. Yeah. So really... I was there. My heart was beeping, and I said, uh, "Okay." So, <laughs> so I. Yeah, I, I kind of pretty much tell the whole story in five seconds or two minutes. Yeah, they don't give they, you a lot of time on the no, stage, no, do they? No, 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 no. You know, I was imagining that Oscar, the, the Michael, just go, uh, you know, going down <laughs> into the floor. And, and maybe they will pop me out or I have to drop into the floor. Uh, no, they were very, very nice. It was an, you know, unforgettable uh, event. And I'm really honored. You should be. That's yeah. a tough thing to win, especially mm-hmm. in the manufacturing category, mm-hmm. especially as you described who the other mm-hmm. finalists were that we're in yeah. competition mm-hmm. with. I've heard, too, that part of the judging process is a bit of a speed dating kind of a thing, yes. where you go into a room, you spend eight minutes or something with... No, there, there are like, like about, the, no, eight minutes? No, five minutes. You only have five uh, minutes? Five, five, yeah, no more. Okay, exactly. I said so eight, you ten, said five. You know better. No. Ten tables, and we have our list, and we just have to go approach to the judge. And they so you don't have a lot of time to tell your story to them. You no, really you have, have to, to be. They ask one question. Every judge asks one question. One question, for you, and you have to answer right, you right. know, and or precise, condensed uh-huh. to deliver your story. Wow. Is do you think being uh, uh, the winner for the Orange County Ernst and Young Manufacturing Entrepreneur of the Year is that going to help Diamond Wipes in any way? Does that other than the personal satisfaction and professional recognition that you get for that award do, do you see have has anybody uh in the community have any of your customers i mean is there an opportunity for people to get further recognition for you and your brand based on that you, you know what it's such a great uh, um, point from you first the employees that went with us you know the people that that went to the dinner with us came back and spread the news mm. to everybody in the employee so first of all you know, my employee feel very proud. But what's most surprising to me is I receive email from my competitors. From your competitors? Yeah, from the same wipes industry or semi competitor. I really don't have too much competitor. We I I recall, I refer them all friendly okay. competitor. There's so much business, the, enough business for everybody. That's what I see. Okay. So I maintain friend, friend, uh, friendly relationship with my other uh, competitors or same same field, and uh-huh. I s- receive several emails from different companies. So yes, it is a great um, honor and influence for us. I think the people, the brand. I hope that we can get brand recognition. Sure. I think I still think it encourage our employee best. Right. Yeah. Because because it's not over now, right? Now that you've won Orange no. County, you're part of the. The global Ernst and Young Entrepreneur of the Year program, no, no, right? Yeah, I think we have to win the uh, the U.S. Side. Okay, right, but yeah. you get now you're in competition for that, yeah. right? And then and then after that, yeah. so there's a, there's encouragement there. So my sales team is is putting a thing for me. So if we do reach this amount, you know, <laughs> million, and reach our goal and above, can we all go cool. to Monte Carlo? Exactly, Monte Carlo for the annual yeah. global. Yeah, and that would be interesting. Would I be. said, yes, if you do the top line, but also reach the 
bottom line. Right. So give me the bottom line. So, oh no no no, we are salespeople. We're salespeople. We only do yeah. bo- top line. <laughs> the operation has to deliver the bottom line. All right, um, I've got about two minutes left with you, Eve, and I'm talking with Evian. She is the founder and president owner of Diamond Wipes. What's the future hold for your company? I keep growing. Okay. And making more product for right. for customer. Do you see the need for disposable wipes continuing to expand? Oh yeah. All right. But we we already grow our outside of that. We do cosmetic items too. Cosmetic items too mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and internationally. Yes, okay. we're growing st- steadily, planning growing into some international market. Yes. Okay. So with the brand with okay. our uh, LA Fresh brand or La Fresh brand, we have a brand called La Fresh. Okay. Uh-huh. So you control that entire brand then? Yes. You're mm-hmm. you're in the you're yes. it's the B to C or B to B. That's sure a B to that's a B to C brand, okay. and we are now selling online. Okay. You know, it's a unique item. Yeah, because mm-hmm. one one of the things that we talked about earlier this week on one of the other radio shows that I hosted with the guest was talking about exporting, and and her point was build yes. a website, yeah. sell it internationally. Mm-hmm. It's the short path to being an exporter yes right because anybody can see your website and buy it mm-hmm. you know if you're unable to be able to mm-hmm. ship you can ship it anywhere around the world assuming yes. you have the right permits and mm-hmm. licenses etc a, a lot of country loves made in usa yes. products they trust us right. because it's very strict rules of fda and guidelines you know we have to follow fda epa regulations and especially california is very very strict and you know, we are innovators. We invented a lot of new application for wipes and skincare items. So they trust that. And so put it on the brand right. is uh, the right thing to do to let people know right. what we are. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And, and that's what we've been talking to a lot on this radio show is the quality of the made in the USA, mm-hmm. the perceived implied yes. quality yes. and assurances that come along yes. with being manufactured yes. in this country, which I think is a renaissance for U.S. manufacturing. All right, Evian, if someone wants to learn more about your personal professional story and your company, Diamond Wipes, how do they find you online? What's your website? DiamondWipes.com. <laughs> <laughs> and, Enough said, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and you say, want to say something else? I'm sorry. Uh, there is another one called L.A. Fresh. If you Google L-A-F-R-E-S-H, okay. then you will find all the nice product out there. Well, I want to thank you for being a friend of the program. The time you've given me, mm-hmm. it's just flown by. This has been amazing. I've enjoyed it so much. And thanks for being a part of the critical mass business community, Evian. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good. All right, we're going to take another commercial break because we have a bonus interview coming up. Yes, a bonus. We have Asia Celestino, who is our field reporter, who covered a recent women's conference that was put on in partnership with Coastline Community College. And so we'll be back in a couple minutes, and we're going to have uh, Asia here to talk about the conference. Stay tuned. talk about your family business you know that thing you put your whole life's blood sweat and tears into well what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children at succession strategies we can help you find the answers we'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at successionstrategies.com or call us at 714-560-1000. 
888-888-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show for our bonus interview. Our loyal listeners know that usually we have two guests a show, and this time we actually have the pleasure of having Asia Celestino, who is our marketing strategist and, in this case, our field reporter who attended the OC Global Women's Conference. Asia, how are you today? I'm doing well, Rick. Thanks for giving me a call. Well, it's our pleasure. Why don't you describe the conference a little bit for us, the OC Global Women's Conference? Yeah, so this was my first time attending the event, even though I'm an Orange County resident. And I have to tell you, Rick, there were hundreds of women and men. You'd be surprised. Um, it's not just for women, but they came to the Hilton Anaheim, and this was the second annual OC Global Women's Conference. Uh, there were main keynotes held in a ballroom, and it was all hosted by a really funny lady, Shelly Goldstein. Aside from the keynotes, the event was also made up of different speaker sessions, some mentorship workshops, and exhibition booths. So you covered it on behalf of Orange County, well, octalkradio.net, and Critical Mass Radio Show at the invitation of Coastline Community College. Can, can you explain what the environment was like when you were there? Yes, it is really high energy. And like I said, Men and women were there, and a couple weeks ago, I went to the California Women's Conference, and I'm really surprised to say that even though these are uh, female-focused, there are actually a good turnout of both men and women. And this is one of those events where people really want to attend every discussion and every panel. At 2 p.m., they had something called the breakout sessions, and it's different women in their industries talking about social issues and topics like diversity or uh, career advancement, and I was standing outside one of the sessions, and I overheard a few women talking about which events they were going to, and a lot of them were saying that they wish they could go to all of them at once. Mm. So it was a really great event to go to, a lot of good stuff going on, and it's also known for its marketplace, so I think it gives it a really unique vibe because everyone is not only empowering each other and getting inspirational um, discussions from this event, but it's also a good place to network or find your next product. It's really great. So, uh, final question for me, Asia, and I'm talking with Asia Celestino. She is our marketing strategist for Critical Mass for Business, and she graciously uh, went to the event as a field reporter, and she covered it for the radio show and the radio station. What was the highlight for you from the event? Oh, wow. Okay, well, if you were following us at CEO Peer Groups, you would have seen that I was live tweeting from the keynotes in the ballroom, and Sheriff Sandra Hutchins was given this year's Trailblazer Award. There was an incredible standing ovation after her speech, which was really great because she talked about empowerment and confidence and shared her story as the first woman to serve as Orange County Sheriff. It was an amazing speech. Everyone was very moved by it. So I'd have to say that was my favorite highlight from the event. But I also, like I mentioned, the marketplace is pretty awesome. You can find your favorite products in there. They had a lot of great sponsors this year. So I definitely suggest following them on Twitter and seeing what other events are coming up for them and attending. So this was the second annual. Can you estimate how many people attended? 
I don't have an exact estimate, but I know it was definitely in the hundreds. Uh, this event is a lot smaller than something like the California Women's Conference, but as an OC resident, it can be a really great experience because you know that a lot of the people that you're networking with are within the local area. So you're really meeting people that you're going to be able to realistically connect with in the future. Um, and that can be a significant advantage when it comes to these types of events. And this is an annual event, and I'm sure there's going to be the third annual, which will be sometime around this time next year. And if you want to Google OC Global Women's Conference, I'm sure you can find out more information. Asia, I want to thank you for taking the time to attend the conference and also being generous with your time here today on Critical Mass Radio Show and giving us a brief recap for the OC Global Women's Conference. Thank you, Asia Celestino. Thanks, Rick. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a bonus additional interview that we did here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank our engineer for today. His name is, let me see, oh, yeah, it's Paul Roberts. Our producer is the none other than Crystal Nunley. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. As I said, our our media marketing strategist is Asia Celestino. Our PR, uh, PR I was going to say PR, but it's not. It's a... Social media manager is Melissa Padani. VP of sales is Rose Chamora. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. So many people on the team. I sometimes can't keep them all straight. Shame on me. Uh, if you would like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, maybe you'd like to refer a future guest. Maybe you'd like to advertise on the radio show. Maybe you'd like to learn more about the CEO peer groups that I lead here in Orange County based on my book, The Critical Mass, The 10 Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups. Then visit Critical Mass for FOR business.com until the next show there it's rick franzi hoping that all of your decisions move your company in a positive direction you have been listening to critical mass radio show business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to ceos who are leading middle market companies with your host richard franzi 